0: Hey, everyone. Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Uh, tonight, I've got three officials from the uh, East Central Illinois Football Officials Association with me tonight. I've got Rick Miller, Dave Purvis, and Tony Rick. Uh, welcome, gentlemen.
1: Welcome. Thanks for having
0: us. Yeah, and and real glad to have the three of you on. Um this conversation came about because uh, Rick had actually put up a post in the uh, in the NFHS football officials foot, uh, Facebook group about a webinar that, that you all were doing um, and inviting other people in. And, and I want to get into how that came about and all that in just a minute. But before we do that, I, I wanted to jump into uh, real quick, a little bit of your backgrounds, how you got into officiating, what what levels you do that and, and just talk about your officiating uh, background. So we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Tony. Tony, why don't you uh, go ahead and kick us off.
2: All right. Um, uh, thank you for having us again. Um, so I started officiating in, I believe it was the fall of 2007. Um, and I officiated, officiated high school for 12 years and um, and now I've made the jump. I officiate only Division III um, NCAA football currently, but um, how I got into officiating, uh, it's kind of ironic that Dave is on this call. Uh, So I always played football growing up, and uh, I always thought I was going to be a history teacher and a football coach. And so I always wanted to stay involved with the sport. And Dave happened to be when I was 13 years old. He was my Cal Ripken World Series. He was a baseball coach for our mm-hmm. team that played in it. Sure. And so I've known Dave for, well, now it's been 20 years. And so we happened to be playing in a uh, a poker game one night at a, um, a mutual friend's house and just kind of reconnected. And uh, he just asked if I wanted to make a little bit of extra money and uh, get back into football. And from the first moment, the first snap that I ever took, I was absolutely hooked. Well, excellent.
0: Excellent. And, I, and I'm glad you clarified that because for a minute, I wasn't sure you were talking about uh, inviting you to a poker game and being the little league <laughs> coach. And I was like, nope. okay, <laughs> no, it, was, it was, it was many years later.
1: Well. <laughs> But hey, coach, no. coaching didn't pay so we had to take take care of our kids right <laughs> very
0: good so <laughs> all right um uh dave uh how what, what what's your officiating background how'd you get started
1: uh this is my 16th year in officiating uh i was a jfl junior football league coach and some of the gentlemen that are in our association now some of our veteran officials approached me um as I wanted to see my son get through eighth grade and coach him I told him you know I'd like to hold off so once he graduated went to high school I started doing football with them uh as Tony mentioned you know from from day one snap one, I was hooked I've been involved with it ever since uh I've strictly done high school football uh never never had really I've had the opportunity to go on but you know work family commitments those things have, have kept me where I'm at which don't get me wrong I love high school football I love everything about it so uh, from there, I took a role basically with, with our association as the, the president. Uh, enjoy leading it. We've got a great group of guys and, uh, it's, it's good to see people like Tony who you, you know, you bring people into it. You hope they, they hope, you hope they like it. You hope they stick with it and to see, you know, a young kid take off and do what Tony's done and a lot of our younger guys in our association done. It's, it's kind of like the proud parent moment. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at.
0: All right. Excellent. Excellent. And, and Rick, uh, what, what's your, what's your background?
3: Uh, I am in my 15th year of officiating and, uh, I got started, uh, basically from a, uh, a, a co of my wife. Um, she was telling him that I was unnaturally enthusiastic about football and, uh, uh, <laughs> He said, really, because he was an official at the time. And of course, if you're in officiating, you're always trying to find the next guy. Sure. And uh, as soon as he heard that I was into football, he started uh, hitting me up to officiate. And I, I, it took him about a year uh, to get me to go ahead and, and make the plunge. And uh, not to be too redundant, but uh, from the minute I took the field the first time, I knew it was what I needed to be doing. Yeah, I mean, where else can you get a hobby that pays? Um, i'd do friday nights for free not jfl but i'd do friday nights for free (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh it's it's just a great way to stay connected to a game that you love
0: sure sure yeah i i I know a lot of us a lot of us feel that way as well so thank you all for joining again um i'll start with rick so and 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 rick i'll let you toss it wherever you want to toss it so um, like I said, Rick had, had made a post on the, uh, the, f- uh, high school football officials group on Facebook, um, stating that y'all were having a training session on Sunday morning, at way too early an hour for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and inviting pretty much the, the world in on it. Um, so, so talk and and I I did join the one uh the Sunday after Easter um which I believe was last Sunday or Sunday before I, I don't remember Right. um and and it was a great presentation there, there there was a one of the one of the the starting topic was about your your philosophy and that was ad doing that that section and then there were quite a few plays run through and and description on how y'all thought about how to officiate those plays and what the rules said so it was a really well put together uh presentation so how did that all come together how long have y'all been doing that type of meeting and and what was the impetus to inviting others from outside the association in
3: i'm pretty sure the one that you mentioned uh which would in the 19th i believe guys is that our third one yes
1: it was our third one i think it's the first one we actually opened up to other outside of our people outside of our association
3: yeah so you you uh got to see us after the you know our our long time experience of having done two um now we've been training for a lot longer than that but not not in a webinar webex environment uh Tony's the one who wanted us to, to branch it out, um, which is great when you're not the guy responsible for the technology part. Um, I was hesitant because I, I wanted to do a couple just within our local association to make sure that the technology was gonna hold up. Uh, and once once I saw that, that it would, then I was, on board with Tony, to you know, we reached out to the, the N.F.H.S. Facebook site in the Southern Stripes. It's another Facebook site in, in around here that we all follow, and we invited from there uh, to just get people that might be interested in in being able to talk a little football uh, without being able to get out of the house as much as we'd like. And uh, it was, I mean, the one you joined us on, Don, was pretty successful. I mean, we had 35 people join. Um, from six different states and uh, the reason we thought that we would go ahead and bring the other uh, parts of the country in were because of the feedback that you could get from how things are done in other states because you get centralized in Illinois and you know you want everybody in Illinois to officiate the same way but then you might find something out from a guy in Ohio that does it a different way that, that just makes perfect sense and you've never even heard of it through the core group of people that you normally work with. So we thought sure. what, what better way to do that than with the webinar type uh, meeting.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it was great. And like I said, I thought the, I thought the presentation on on that date was, was certainly a well worthwhile. And I see that you all are hosting one on the 23rd as well, which is it'll be like the evening this podcast gets out. So it may have already passed by the time people listen to it, but what kind of regular schedule are you all planning on keeping on these?
1: Dave, Donna, yeah, if I could, we, we've talked about this. And let, let me just go back to what Rick has stated too. We, we've elaborated our our training um, to to cover more people now, simply as Rick stated, I think the technology is there. This sure. goes back to, Tony, as Rick had stated before, Tony and I sat in on, he invited me to a college uh, film review, and we sat in on it and we were just sitting around going, man, this would be great for our guys. Why aren't we doing this? Uh, so we took the idea to Rick. Rick was all all for it. Uh, we had a couple of sessions within our own our own association. Uh, we had one of our members step up and lead the training. Went very well. Uh, there were some there were some a few technical glitches as far as the video and things, which we've already worked to 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 greatly enhance. Uh, so from there, as we were talking, you know, this is something that football officials we're 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 dying to talk football right now. Uh, our association meets ten times a year. We meet once a month. Uh, we it's usually an hour and a half, two hours worth of training. And right now we don't have the opportunity to do so. We thought this is a great idea. And from there, we took it to, like Rick stated, let's get other associations, just throw it out there. Let's, let's all talk football. I and mean, we love football, so let's do it. Sure. Um, as as for our, our schedule, once again, we're doing one tomorrow night. We had a request basically from the feedback we got on the 19th. Uh, some, some guys wanted to talk basic mechanics. They've got some younger officials yep. that, you know, in their association, they try to train them just like we do. But for some first-year guys – um, it, you know, it, never being on a football field from an official standpoint, what we talk about, the language we use, the positioning we use, really may not make a whole heck of a lot of sense. So, for us to break it down in a mechanics video is, is going to be very good, and it also gives those guys a chance to to ask a question. Where we've all been rookie officials, we've all sat in that room scared to death to, to raise our hand or even think about asking a question because somebody's going to think we we don't know what we're doing. Which, quite honestly, at that you know first couple of years, you don't know what you're doing yet. So we thought this is a great opportunity. Somebody has reached out and given us this idea. Let's do it. So we're, we're going to do a, a mechanics, basically 101 tomorrow night, and we're we're tossing around. We, we don't want to do this overkill. We don't want it to be you know every weekend. We don't want people to become stale with it. We want it to be something where people look forward to. So right now we're looking most likely twice a month uh that could go based on you know the coronavirus situation if it gets lifted and people become more busy on the weekends uh we may only be able to do it once a month uh we'll also be able to go back to our regular meetings which within our association uh we actually had a young official who told us what a great learning situation it was for him based on his home life his work life so we're actually thinking on taking our our annual or our or you know, monthly meetings to a webex type format as well so sure. it's, it's really, it's blowing up very quickly. Uh, but sure. we don't want to, like I said, we don't want to burden people. We don't want to make it stale. Uh, we want to keep it fresh. So it most likely two times a month.
0: And, and trust me, I understand the whole, the whole part about, about not wanting it to be stale coming up with a new topic every week. <laughs> it gets <laughs> difficult from time to time.
1: So, uh, um, well, and, and and on that, and this is, uh, don't, I hate to interrupt you, but on that, yeah. Tony and I sat through a the college video the other night, and he and I immediately hopped on the phone afterwards, thinking of topics for our presentations. And we literally 45 minutes after this training was, was over, we're still thinking of topics, and we, we still got so much out of it. And it's it's amazing, uh, as been stated already, that y- you get things from other people, and it triggers a thought, it triggers a, a mechanic, it triggers a talking point. So it's uh it's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. So I, I want I want to pull out one of the things you said there and see, see if you all have picked up anything uh, as far, I I know you haven't had a lot of these necessarily where, where you've had lots of people involved. Um, But one of the things you said was you, you, you liked, you, you wanted to see what other people are doing and, and, and pull that, that, uh, that world mind in to 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 state how they were doing things in their area and how it differed and 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 that's great and I think that that absolutely it's it's one of the reasons I do this this podcast is and talk to as many different people in different areas as I can as I hear all sorts of different things, um and and I know one of the things that I heard from you all, um was was the way your associations set up and and how schools schedule crews and games or how how crews get games and, and that sort of thing so um first if if you just talk a little bit about how that's all set up in your area and then and then tony i think i'm going to come around to you because uh after that because i think you, you've moved uh uh we'll get to that in a second so let, let's start with the first part so how how do how does the association set up within um, the area and and this is uh, this is based in Mattoon, Illinois, correct? Which is kind of between, uh, on a larger scale, Indianapolis and St. Louis. Is that about right?
1: That's about yeah. right. And Don, yeah. Don, I'd, I'd be remiss, and the two guys on the phone would be remiss if I didn't tell you this. All right, <laughs> it's it's, it's Mattoon, not Mattoon. My, An to, that's all right. It, trust me, I, I'm a Mattoon guy. So just one one thing: when you're driving through Illinois, sometimes you see the Mattoon sign. And think: Do I sleep on a mattress or a mattress? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, do you do you and, want to address and, and, how
0: we? Before, before we go on, uh, uh Dave, uh, I'm just going to edit that out. So I never made a mistake. <laughs> no, we that, that is, that is great. I'll tell you I, what, people, I'm joking. If on anybody, that. Anybody, I, I, this if is, is all going from on. Matt,
1: if anybody from Matt Tune is listening, you're going to hook them right there. They're going to be in, they're going to listen to you for the rest of their lives.
3: Do <laughs> <laughs> so, you uh, want to
1: address our crews or how do you want to go about this?
3: yeah I'll I'll cover that a little bit Um, basically uh, as an association um, uh, one of my uh, duties is I am the scheduler for our association but I schedule only high school underclassmen and JFL games and I put those crews together with Dave and and a couple other guys input uh, because like Dave alluded to a little while ago we do really put a strong emphasis on, even at the JFL level, sending out a balanced crew. Uh, sure. We don't wanna send four new guys to cover a game at the JFL level. Uh, so we handle, as an association, we handle all of the JFL and all the high underclassmen high school games. Uh, we have know, several different varsity crews that work out of our association, but they're autonomous. Uh, Our varsity crews, uh, they pick and choose who's on their crew. Uh, If they want to pilfer a guy from another crew, they'll make an offer, and if he wants to go, he'll go. Uh, uh, We don't control that really in any way. Uh, And then uh, uh, when it comes to getting their games, their crew chiefs for each of those individual varsity crews will uh, accumulate the games for for each season two, three years in advance like we all do. Uh, But the varsity crews handle themselves Uh, uh, like I said, on their own and uh, as an association uh, to develop the new guys, uh, we will schedule them out into the uh, underclassmen in the JFL game. And then just this year, starting in 2020, um, because our crews, our varsity crews have become so stable and are advancing so well, uh, we've decided to start a transitional crew. And so this year we are going to have one varsity crew that the association kind of does control uh, in the effort to get some veteran officials, a couple of uh, good veteran officials, uh, working with three other newer young guys who haven't landed on a varsity crew yet to better prepare them to find themselves a spot on a permanent varsity crew. So kind of a transitional step between the, the high school underclassmen and getting on a varsity crew. So it's,
0: it's kind of a three step process, so sure sure and your 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 agreements with with the high schools are well, you don't have agreements with the high schools let let's say and i'll I'll pick this because Mattoon is close is close <laughs> to Springfield, Illinois. Let's say Abraham Lincoln High School needs a crew who who are, how does Abraham Lincoln choose which association or or which crew they're going to draw from? That's a little different as well. Chief
3: yeah, that's a little different as well. Depending upon the school and the conference, some conferences have assigners that assign all of the games for all of the schools in that conference, and, and we you don't go through the school at all except I guess to collect a check.
2: Sure.
3: Um, but the uh, then other schools, uh, <laughs> the ads handle it, and so if you're if you're working the streets as a crew chief uh like personally i I would reach out to the ads right and say what do you got what's open what do you need covered uh and and i don't i don't like sitting back and and waiting for somebody to reach out to me uh so i i mentioned earlier that i put together that list of ads within a certain radius of mattoon uh and when it comes time like for this transitional crew to start getting games for them uh which we actually started doing less than a month ago, um, by reaching out, you know, aggressively and being proactive in the, in the acquisition of games, I've already got that crew a nine game schedule for the, for 2020 season. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not as hard to do as it used to be. As it used to be, I don't know if I said that right, but it, it's easier to do now than it used to be sure. because of the shortage of officials. <laughs> right, um, right. Um, but, uh, even still, um, you know, I emailed that group of ADs. Uh, I told them what what was going on, who's got what, and less than a month later, uh, we've got a nine game schedule uh, sure. for a brand new crew. So uh, if you're a little proactive, you can definitely get that done. Uh, well, that's it's, excellent. it's yeah. the signers and ADs yeah, and, and then crew chiefs.
1: Sure. And Don, uh, furthermore on that, Springfield, Champaign, Decatur, um, all these towns are real close together and actually members of our association are actually also members in Springfield. Uh, myself and, and multiple others from our association actually are members there too. Sure, uh, we get ga- we get games from them for certain conferences. Uh, we also have our, our association up in Champagne, up in that area, which is about an hour north of where we're at. Uh, we we do have meetings with them as well. We have a quarterly meeting. Our association, their association, another association, all get together. So we 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 do pick up games through that means as well sure
0: and 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 that that again that's why i like talking about this sort of thing because that's different than than how we do it we 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 have our counties that we cover um and and those butt up to other associations and then those associations cover those counties sometimes we'll get a situation where where a county where a school in a county um, is very close to our county and they'd prefer to work with our association as opposed to their county association so to speak um or vice versa um but for the most part it, it's all set up by counties and then um and then we've just got an assigner who assigns all you know 180 officials for the
1: for the you know 30 40 games we have every week mm-hmm. so and don tony well tony was in college he, he lived in texas and Tony, you can, you can talk a little bit about that. I mean, Don, if you've got time for that, they, they do things a little bit different in Texas as well.
0: Yeah. And I, that's actually what I was hitting it as I wanted to jump to Tony here for a minute, because before we got on, I know Tony was talking about how he's been, you know, Texas and in Virginia now, and just a little bit about how things are different. And I've heard the Texas stories, but I, I, I'd love to hear one more from Tony about how it's all set up in Texas. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh to to say that uh so I went to grad school in uh, Lubbock Texas at Texas Tech and so it is right in the heart of um Friday Night Lights territory um but uh the way that the Texas Association was set up um I would say there was probably I'm just going to say about 150 officials were in the association and um all the games came from one assigner and we I was um put on a crew and we would travel all around West Texas and uh, just do the games that they would assign. Um, If you had availability on a Monday night, you could go do a a freshman or a JV game, Um, but it was mainly from one assigner and then it was the same way out in Virginia. So in Virginia, you have um, uh, a, a large association up here, so I'm just and I'm in northern Virginia just outside west of uh, Washington, D.C. and um, it would, I was put on a crew and the again, the assigner would just. Um, pick what schools you would go to and you'd have a, a schedule at the beginning of the year for the most part, and that was mainly how it went.
0: Sure. Sure. So let me let me pick a little bit about, about the Texas. I wanna pick I want to throw out a couple of things I've heard and, and and you let me know if that's the way it is in all of Texas or just parts of Texas. And the, the one thing I heard most of is that in Texas the pay kind of revolves around the actual attendance of the game. Uh some I don't know if that's sometimes or all the time.
2: Uh, so I believe it was anything within um call it 45 miles from where you would pick a here's our association headquarters and you'd draw a circle all the way around that 45 mile uh, circle anything in that you got um a certain base layer uh, a base pay if you will and i think it was probably 45 dollars a game and then based on the amount of people you would get uh, so say for every 100 people uh, in excess um Your pay would increase by five dollars. Sure. So if uh, I I did a a Permian Panthers and uh, Lubbock's largest school uh, one day, and I mean there was thousands of people there, and it it was not a normal check that most high school officials are used to. Sure. Um, From what I was told, it used to be a lot more lucrative but I believe that all changed from the story that I was told that uh, there was a state championship game between, um, call it Dallas's largest school versus Houston's largest school in uh, the Astrodome, if you will. Sure. There could be 45,000 people there. You can imagine how quickly that check gets to an absurd amount. Right. And so you would, uh, from the story that I was told that the people that were assigning the, the, the checks, <laughs> how are we writing these multi thousand dollar checks for one game? Right. Um, but it definitely wasn't that lucrative when I was there.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I wanted to just get that out there. Cause I know I've heard it and, and, and we've got listeners from all over. So, and, and I don't know if everybody's heard that that's the way it works in, in Texas and, and that it's somewhat based on attendance. So, um, which, which is a very interesting thing about it. So, um, one thing that, uh, I like to, to wrap up with, and we've, we've got three of you here, so maybe we'll have three different things to talk about is the, um, do you have any plays that come to mind as something that, that you had within the last year or two that, that just jumps out at you as a memorable play or a good teaching play or something that that's just really intriguing. Um, and we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Dave. Did Dave, do you have anything?
1: Well, I, honestly, I'm going to defer on this one. This is okay. Uh, when it's, I'm going to defer to Tony only simply because he tells the story better than I do. It involves he and I, and it's funny because when you were going through this earlier, we were we have a play that sticks in our mind, and we've already talked about it on. If you were in last week's training on our online thing, you heard it. Sure. Uh, but I'll defer to Tony because it, it is a it's a memorable play. But it's also a mechanic play. It's also a teaching play, and it's also that it's one of those plays that you always remember. And it's it, it was a great call, and it was we talk about working together as a crew. You become second nature. You become I know exactly what he was looking for. He knows what I'm looking for. We both look and go. So Tony, I'll, I'll defer to you to tell this story.
2: As we discussed earlier about how kind of they're they're doing this transitional crew. Um, Realistically, the three of us were on sort of a transitional crew in my first, second, and maybe even third year of officiating, um, and so the three of us had a lot of opportunity to work together because we would uh, be going to the same JFL uh, game sites every Saturday together. We'd be working every Friday together. We'd look work a lot of the week uh, day games together, and so we had a really good opportunity to build a lot of good um, rapport and, um, and trust in one another. And the play that Dave's referencing is, um, it was a small, small school in, uh, around Mattoon, probably 150 fans in the stands. And actually that, there might not even been that many fans in the stands. There would have been trucks lined up right along the uh, edge of the, the field. But, um, we had a play probably about the 20 yard line going in and, uh, Fade pass to the back right corner of the end zone. I was the back judge and Dave uh, would have been the line judge at that time. And uh, just a beautiful pass right over the kid's shoulder. His back is to kind of the middle of the field. Neither of us have a good angle on the ball. And kid just puts one foot down, drags it, and then goes out of bounds. And he never loses the ball. And it was the first time and the only time realistically that I've had in five men where I remember just looking down at the end line saying, I, I don't take it in my head. I don't have this out of bounds. I look at Dave, he's just giving me heads uh, you know, a head shake, head nod and almost instantaneous. We just calmly just threw it up and uh, just, it was just great nonverbal communication that led to uh, it's it's one of my favorite and best calls I've ever had and no one sure. there's no probably tape of that and no one will ever know <laughs> about it um no one will ever see it but see it but um it, it was just a, a beautiful play
0: yeah and and actually i if i could tag on to that 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 right there is like one of those perfect examples of um the, the credo that that every game is, is a big game. Um, we, mm-hmm. can't, we can't let our guard down for any of these games um, because uh, the, the, the judgments have to be made even in the trucks lined around the field as your only crowd games. Um, so it, it, regardless of the size of the crowd or the size of the schools, we've got to be on um,
1: while we're out there. Yeah, Don, you're, you're exactly right. And if you said it, in our training on Sunday, one, one thing we ended with was treat every game like it's a Super Bowl because for these kids, it is their Super Bowl. And Tony's right. There might have been 150 people in the stand, but there was probably 100 people in trucks lining the field. Uh, a couple of small schools going at it. Neither one of them were going to win a state championship. But you know what? That game that night was their biggest game. And we made we made a, a call that will stick with us forever uh in our memory it's something we talk about a lot but you're right it's that's what we that's what we work for
0: sure sure so rick do you have any any uh any interesting plays or any nice teaching plays uh to talk about
3: i've got one that comes to mind uh uh, i think it might have been the very first game i ever worked uh for jfl i was the, the guy who got me into officiating i was talking about earlier eric ferguson uh he was the white hat of the game and i was i was working wing and uh like i said it was, I, first season maybe second or third game i ever even worked right and my point my teaching point would be that it's always important to take your time uh, that's one of the benefits you have of officiating football in the first place It's it, you have time to consider <laughs> what's going on even if you're taking the time because you really don't know what just happened <laughs> uh, but uh, it was a I was working the wing, running back, broke a long run. He's going to score a touchdown. There's nobody between him and the end zone, nobody within 10 yards of him. And uh, inexplicably, he drops the football
2: mm-hmm.
3: and boots it into and out of the end zone. Today, that's an easy call. Uh, but then I was looking at that and I was thinking, okay, well, what in the world just happened? <laughs> and I didn't do anything. I just sure. kind of. Continued following the play and, and uh, when when they're all was said and done, I, I went and got the ball and I come back and Eric says, what do you got? And I said, I, he dropped the ball, kicked it into and out of the end zone. He was like, great job, way, way to not do anything. You did the perfect thing, you just should have signaled touchback. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, probably should have done that. If I had <laughs> have known it was a touchback, I would have. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but but uh, I, I don't have anything current uh uh but uh that that one sticks out because uh it just it just indicates the importance of of uh taking your time and making sure of what you've got before you uh make a call or or indicate what happened uh, sure. and and one other thing real quick on the, the attendance thing uh for pay in Texas I've kind of got mixed emotions on that as far as Illinois concern, is concerned, because in some of the small-town games I've worked with, the attendance level we've had, I may have ended up the school some money. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, yeah, It's a little different in <laughs> Illinois with it than, than it is in Tech.
0: I'm trying to remember, I, I, and I don't remember the circumstance, but he, here in Central Florida, we don't have a lot of small crowds. Um, even the smaller schools have decent sized crowds. Um, but there was, I, I think what it was, it was a rain delay, um, or yeah. something. And, and it, we ended up starting about nine thirty. and it was, it was two less successful schools. Uh, so by the time we actually started, the bands had left, you know, three quarters <laughs> to 90% of the fans had left. So we just had a nice quiet game. You could hear everything the whole game. So um, as opposed to uh, there was one playoff game I had last year where it actually went to overtime. um, And, and I don't remember, I don't know who it was. It was like all the cheerleaders and all the, all the personnel that were allowed at field level, as opposed to on the stands were all packed in that 25 foot, uh, 25 yard belt um that (laughs) that that, you know right there the uh, not 25 yard but right there in that belt for that we do for overtime so it was it was definitely loud even though these were two smaller schools there were 100 200 people you know 10 feet behind me because they were allowed at that level um so it, it it just two very different um circumstances but um that's all I've got tonight. Um, I I I appreciate y'all coming on. I appreciate what y'all are doing and in, in helping to educate everyone. Uh, I, one of the reasons I do this podcast is is I, I want I want there to be resources for officials out there. Um, when mm-hmm. I when I came into officiating five years ago, it, there, there wasn't a lot out there, um, especially new age new new, new media stuff. Um, it was a lot of yeah, go get this book go do this. So there was a smattering of videos, but there, there was no podcast. There was no nothing. So I, I really, uh, I, that's why I do the podcast. If, if y'all don't record your, your webinar, I would, I would encourage y'all to record the <laughs> webinar and put it on YouTube. <laughs> and it sounds like you've had that discussion. So.
3: Well, we talked about uh, it. We just never remember it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we
1: actually don't. Tell- Rick and I had this conversation earlier today. I'm I'm going to take a piece of tape and I'm going to put it on my monitor and that says record. So regardless <laughs> it's the first thing I look at because we had and I hope I hope you enjoyed our presentation on Absolutely. Sunday. I think it was yeah. very good. It was. Um you, you first of all thank you for inviting us. We we love this stuff. We love to talk football. We we are in in the same mode that you are that you know what? We've all been doing this long enough. It's time for us to give back. And there was none of this available when I started or Tony or Rick, none none of this was available. We have a great opportunity to, first of all, we have to get more officials. What a better way than have some younger kid. Maybe it's a college kid who knows, but just sitting listening to a podcast or on an online training on a Sunday and all of a sudden something clicks and now they want to do this. I think it's, I think, I think we have to give back. Um, so yeah, we, we we hope, and that is something too, we'll continue to send you the invites. Uh, if you want to have any of your young officials, if you want to come join us, please do. If there's ever a time where you want to have something discussed, please talk to us because we're glad to do it. Uh, we, sure. we are very fortunate in our association. We come from a very good group of officials, um, very highly respected in the state of Illinois. Uh, we've got guys that do college. We've got guys that probably could have gone big time Uh, family and work commitments kept them from doing so but we we are very blessed in our association that we have a lot of quality officials so hopefully you saw that in our presentation on sunday and we we're going to continue to do it
0: for sure for sure so where if uh if somebody's listening to this and i'm gonna put whatever you tell me in the uh in the show notes for this so people can look it up and refer to it later is there someone to contact to get the link for the for the uh webinar is it on a website somewhere what's the best way for somebody to join the webinar probably
3: yeah probably the the best way to do it um my my email address is, is j-r-i-c-k-3-5 at yahoo.com so it's jrick35 at yahoo um, the, what I've been doing with the Facebook pages is I tell everybody, you know, I put the link out there they can join from it if they want to uh, if they prefer an emailed invitation so they don't have to go find the link when it's time I just tell them shoot me their email address and then I, I email them an a invitation directly sure. uh, and we also have a website at wwwe dot com uh and I'm gonna start putting the links uh to the uh webinars, the monthly webinars as or bi-monthly, whatever it works out to be, out there as well. So people could go there and, and grab the link uh to the next meeting uh from there. Uh so and then of course we have our Facebook page, um, East Central Illinois Football Officials. Uh, that I'll be putting the the links on as well. So there's a lot of different ways that people can reach out uh, and get the link.
0: Okay, well, great. Um, thank you all for for spending your evening uh, talking with me. I I do appreciate it. Um, I hope you all have a uh, have a, a great evening and and stay safe. Don, thank Absolutely you very much thanks, and once Don. again.
1: If if you or anyone else wants to attend, please do. If you ever want us to come back on, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I really, this is a great thing that you do and I appreciate you. And so if you'd like anybody from our association to come on, let us know. We're glad to do it.
0: I appreciate that.
1: Thank you all. Yes, sir. Absolutely.
0: Thanks for listening to Friday Night Strikes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at fridaynightstrikes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group Friday Night Stripes or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.